Camille is gone, but this is Anita and Camille with the Soul Sisters podcast. I'm coming to you solo, but not solo today. I have Annie here with me. We have a first time competitor and I really feel that she's got a wonderful mindset um, as she's attempting her journey towards stage. So we've been chit chatting here today and I said, since you're here, let's podcast. And she's actually got a blog that she runs and works with as well. Um, she is focusing herself more towards a fitness lifestyle um, for possible, not necessarily income, but you want it to be more encompassing in your life. Right, Annie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here, let's do a quick little intro. So just give them a little of who you are and kind of what, what your journey is right now or what your goal that you have in yeah, absolutely. So I'm Annie Raffman. As alluded to before, I do have a blog. It's called bunnyflexfit.com. And it's really where I'm just documenting my journey. And you know what? My journey actually didn't start just 30 days ago, like I'll talk about the past 30 days. But my journey really started, I would say about two years ago when I decided to Kind of hone in on my health and fitness and really document when I want am going to do my workouts. I started working out before work. I never thought I would be one of those. I started taking spin class. And in the past two years, I'm just like, what's next? What's next? And then I saw my roommate go through a couple competitive bikini shows. And I'm like, maybe I can get into that. I love health and fitness. But honestly, I've been deterred for the last two years of wanting to do a show because I'm so competitive and I want to win. And as I saw my roommate go through the shows and just talking to a couple that I saw, I just didn't understand how some of the judging worked. I saw all the time effort and work that went into the show. And what was hard for me to understand is that one woman looked way better in my eyes than another woman and the other woman won. And I'm naive. I don't really know what the judges are looking for, but why would I step up on stage, put in all this time and effort if I know that what they think is good and what I think is good is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it took me about two years to understand that my definition of success can't be a trophy. If I know that that may not be a possibility, I have to accept that that may not happen. And my definition of success now is stepping up on that stage, the best version of myself that I can possibly be. It's being able to step on that stage and be 100% confident and happy of where I'm at right now, that I feel like my body is perfect. And it isn't really a perfect thing, but it's more of just being your best, right? My absolute best. Right. Finding your best and, and presenting it that day. Right? Absolutely. So if it's really the journey for me. That's the success. It's being diligent to my workouts and diligent to what I'm putting in my mouth and eating and making sure I'm living that lifestyle of not just doing the hard workouts, but also recovering, sleeping, having the water that I need, and just nourishing my body the way that it truly needs to be nourished. Mm -hmm. 
Now you have you have a trainer, yes, that you're working with. Um, and what's your week? What? How many weeks are you doing your prep? Fifteen. I think it'll be a, probably about 15. I'm competing in the end of May, and I started an official meal prep last week, okay. and I've been training hard yep. since about New Year's Day. Got it, got it. But even prior to that, the last couple of years, you've been working at and maintaining and making change and doing stuff as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I um, started working out in the morning, and that was my thing. Like, my day did not start. Unless I went to the gym, I got my workout in, that I sweated, and it was after I got home from work, I knew that that was done. So seeing that change just really motivated me even more, knowing that I already got it done. Yeah, I'm going to bed a lot earlier, but it just starts my day off just so well that I set myself up for success by making that a priority and putting that first. And now, now knowing that this journey in your mindset is more about the entire journey and not just that, that trophy or that award that day, what things are you preparing yourself or do you have any, any questions that are coming up to mind that um, just to have that right mindset throughout the journey? Is that, does that yeah, question? Yeah, I understand that. So I have only witnessed like, I've been the second point of view of other people going through a prep. So I've seen that, yeah, it's hard. But my question was wondering how I would handle the naysayers or the negative people that are always, um, they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, why you're eating what you're eating. And they have an opinion about it. Right. Um, And you're going to run into these people you were saying at, social events at dinners, co-workers. And it's a lot of time, and I hear this because I've been in the industry for a while now, and I've, I've been associated with people on many different levels of, you know, through workers or, or friends and family, whatever it may be. It's how do you deal with those people? And some of those people aren't trying to be mean, but they're coming off catty. A lot of times it's their own issues with food or their own opinions or their own naysayer you know I don't know like everyone knows if you've competed or you're around or have had those situations where you're choosing to eat clean and healthy yet there's a couple of people or one person just kind of pecking at you like we all know that person but it's like how do you actively avoid it and when she had brought this question up to me we had a couple of things that we were talking about but I told her one thing that came to me and not directly with just bikini competing but any hard thing that I'm going through that a lot of people don't understand whether it's homeschooling home birth or any you know insert weird thing that I like to do that isn't normal (laughs) Um, but it's more of a instead of waiting for that tough question to come or that nitpicky one or that that painful question however it comes and it's going to come to you in many different ways it's be prepared with a smart intellectual answer so they don't know what to say or they can they have no way to give you another negative comment so if they pick about your food and that you're eating a salad and they could never eat a salad all you have to say is, I really feel that that my body wanted some extra nutrients today. I haven't been feeling 100%. What are they going to say to that? That's completely in eliminating the fact that food, you know, is body fat, fat, not fat, 15 pounds. Don't care what you're doing with your nutrition. Food is nutrition, macronutrients, micronutrients. It's, it's finding those answers or getting in those tough situations where it made you uneasy and uncomfortable, 
But instead of letting those to continue happen, continually happen to you, it's how can I be prepared with a better answer so I feel better instead of having that aha moment like Ann and I were saying after you leave the dinner table and you're driving home and you're like, damn it, I should have said that. I wish I should have said that. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to say anything else to me. But instead of waiting for it to happen, because it's it's going to happen. And don't be the angry person back at them. But that's exactly what I was actually thinking of. So for me, when I would have the naysayers, when we go out to dinner or something, and yeah, I'm having something that's clean and healthy. And you get that person that says, oh, like, look at you, you know, like... Uh, and honestly, I need to take it as a compliment. I yeah. was the one that was getting offended by them being like, look at you being healthy. But really, She's it's like, yeah, look at me being healthy. Thank I'm like, you. Thank you. Like, heck yeah. You, you, like, I looked at that burger in that dessert 12 times. And yes, yeah. thank you. And you know what? I get, I get offended by it too. It's easy to get offended because you know either how they said it or, how, you know, whatever. It, they may be, I don't know. It's. A lot of times it's wording and how they come right. across on how they're saying just as like yeah i know and you're just like then you get defensive then everyone's defensive and then everyone just looks at their menu again you know it gets awkward for everyone another thing i was telling her is just to make sure that yes contest prep is hard changing nutrition being diligent all of that is hard just make sure you're complaining to the right people we all have our complaints and we all have our things going on. But if you complain to your coworker who's never dedicated a, a 15 pound weight loss and has no idea what a, inside of a gym looks like, you are complaining to the wrong person. Absolutely. You're not going to get the right answers from that person. They're not going to be supportive. They're going to be like, I'll go and heat you up a hot pocket. We'll talk over this over a butter of ice cream. You know what I mean? Right. Like those are those, those are the people that when you need that moment, you go to those people. Or so, if you're complaining and you're complaining to not the right person or you're complaining to a complainer, it's just going to turn into this one big complaint fest because right. misery just loves company and you're just breeding into it and you're just making the fire bigger. Absolutely. Complaints. And also, especially as a first-time competitor, now she's been seasoned by, you know, affiliation. So she's gone to shows. She has had roommates. She has lived the comp competitor life. She just hasn't inserted herself in it yet. But at the same time, we all know as competitor it's hard, but someone who hasn't, hasn't ever done that, they don't understand. So if they see you complaining, they're going to relate to that very different as they don't understand your why because you're not what you're not expressing your why you're expressing your complaints you know what i mean right. like your why can get lost in the journey or you may have it all the time i mean you know that you want to step on stage and have the best you and that's your why and that's who you want to present because that's who you're you're putting together right now but when you're complaining through your workouts and food people don't know your why they can't see your why right. and even if you try to tell them your why they're going to see it as more vague and vanity then you understanding that you're on your journey because you're not even enjoying yourself along the way. Right. right? So man, you just sparked something great in me that I can use as a tool to combat the naysayers by that. Because a lot of people that know me, they know my why, and it's not necessarily my why for fitness that they know it's really for my fitness, but they know that I'm so passionate about other things because of things that I've dealt with in my life. So my why of my fitness journey is to, yeah, become the best version of myself, but I know that exercise has such a good effect on my mind and it's 
treating my body like a temple and that I'm combating things that actually have ran in my family. So people that know me know that my mom has young early onset Alzheimer's and I would not wish it on my worst enemy. It is the most debilitating disease I have ever seen. And it's really sad that my mom was robbed of her life at her diagnosis of 55. So we don't know a lot about the disease. It's really sad that there's no cure, there's no prevention, um, there's no treatment. You just get the diagnosis and it almost sounds like a death sentence. So I'm so passionate about that because I, I see my mom live it and go through it. So I started my journey about two years ago trying to figure out what can I do to my body that will put me as far away from possible of potentially getting that disease. I'm not saying what I'm doing will not give me this disease at some point in my life, but I know what I'm doing is certainly like helping me live the healthiest way mm -hmm. I can. And it's living the healthiest way I can is not just with eating or with working out, but I know that I get an effect from working out that puts my mind at ease. It puts me in a right place that if I didn't have that workout during the day, I don't know where my mind would be at. Mm -hmm. It sets me up at this place of gratitude and just, I'm happy that I was able to, you know, lift X amount of weight that give day. Give to yourself. That kind yes. Of mm -hmm. And if I didn't spend that time for myself and get those endorphins released, mm -hmm. how would I carry myself throughout the day instead? Mm -hmm. And what would that look like after a week, two weeks, right. a year, two years, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know if I was going to get into this or not, but this is the mental state is so important to me because of the other thing that really happened in my life that I had to deal with and cope with. Um, so my brother um, died from depression. And this is why I'm so passionate about the mental thing, because mm -hmm. exercise is so good to combat things like depression. And it literally releases endorphins and serotonin in your brain. And if I know that that type of chemical is being released in my brain, which is basically like the happy chemical, mm -hmm. and it combats depression, why am I not? Right. Why are we that? not? In, why are you not looking for that all day long, right. every day? You know, as often as possible to find that happy, and fitness, and physicalities, and using your body as a temple and your mind as a temple. When you really start to play with your body and the, the physicalities of it, you start to understand the separation between the mind and the body and how you can dive in and adapt your body. You can do the same thing with the mind and how you think and how you think about certain Train situations. your mind. Yeah. And the, the only way to change how you think about the past or history is your perception of it. And if you're not aware that your perception needs to change or your gratitude or whatever it is, past, present, or future, you know, mm -hmm. and a big thing about the bodybuilding and the fitness shows that a lot of people, everyone, I mean, everyone looks at the pictures, everyone looks at the trophy and everyone <clears throat> talks about the physicalities and that's what it is. But truly on the journey to a fitness show is a huge mental journey and it's a mental challenge and it's a mental mindset. And if done right, it can expand and grow. And it's this amazing thing. And I've been on two contests prep and I've enjoyed them both. I mean, were they easy? No, 
but do I ever look back and complain about either? Absolutely not. You know, so they were all both enlightening journeys. The second one I dug in deeper and I did better because I knew sometimes I need to do it the first time to know what I can do the next right. time, you know, and yeah. just to dive in and be like, well, I can do that better. Right. <laughs> um, and the second one was so much distant. I mean, it was six years between the two wow. shows. So I had no, my only expectations were I had two babies since my mm -hmm. last shows. It's been six years. I just want to be on stage. Someone yeah. let the stars align <laughs> so I can be on stage. Cause I was a, going to do a contest prep and then I found out I was pregnant with number two. So I literally sat down, was going to start contest prep one morning and morning sickness started instead. Oh. So that was a big mindset. Cause it's a big mental journey just to right. be like, yep. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Like that's yes. a big thing, right? Wow. How are you able to shift your mind from like, awful. I'm going to do this yeah, to, to I'm having a baby. Growing up to telling my husband we're having number two. Uh, it was not easy. And to know that um, I don't, I'm not the type of women. Now there's a lot of women who will have a baby contest prep really quick and then hop on stage. But I knew that that's not my journey as a mom, even though I would want it to be as a fitness competitor, it was not an option as a mom because I breastfeed, I don't push it, I have other things going on. So I knew that after having Maya, it would be a minimum at least 12 months, if not longer. And I actually started a little bit of a diet down and then my husband needed me at his office, so I had to stop again. So I've had stops and starts. I've had years where I literally saw my goals blowing like a tumbleweed in the wind oh. and I couldn't catch it. Do you know those? Yeah. But those, those years make you want it even more yes. as long as you don't get bitter. You know what yes. I mean? And you can't get mad at anyone about it because shit happens. Yeah. It's and timing. life happens. And yep. The year before last year was literally me running down tumbleweeds and not being able to catch my goals. But again, it's, you know, it makes you more ampy and more amped up for it. And that's why last year it seemed like I had a lot of things going on, but I had a lot of miss miss goals the years prior. And the, again, they weren't, it wasn't a sad thing. I just like to do a lot of stuff. I like to <laughs> challenge myself right. and I was helping other people and, and helping my children and, you know, doing different things. But Besides the point, my journey was just to get on stage and my journey was to do it on my own. I had a trainer my first time, but it was very lackadaisical and it was fine. It was good for me. I'm not a due diligent stickler. I don't have systems. I'm very whimsical, we'll say in my, <laughs> That's a good word for you. my gypsy lifestyle. <laughs> so whimsical. And I needed to feel my feels. So during my journey, I would know when I needed more fats. I would be craving my fats and my avocados and my coconut oils. And I wasn't on a strict regimen. I would feel my body with that, even if it wasn't in my macros. You know what I mean? But right. I'm not a macro person. So any trainer would want to strangle me. But I chose to make it my own journey yeah. because I've seen everyone else's and I know how everyone else's was. And I just wanted this to be mine. Right. And I wanted it to be Is a that mental. called intuitive eating? Yes. Isn't there a name for yes. that? It's yeah. intuitive eating. And I also do a lot of fasting. Just okay. not because I'm fine with fasting. I'm, I'm, I, I like fasting. So I like how long to fast? I mean, you don't want to do a lot. I do longer stretches than I re really should. If we're going to go sure. by books and stuff, you know, what are they talking? And then you can do stretches. You can do a six hour fast at eight hour, a 12 hour. You could do a bigger yeah. stretch, but I would, I would fast as long as I was hitting macros, I would have fasting portions okay. and stuff like that too. Like I was really going with it and 
I could, when you're in a depletion, you can really feel it as a fitness person. You can understand when your body starts to really just start to break down that body fat mm -hmm. or, you know, even when I'm gaining weight, I can usually feel when I'm in a, in a, increase as well sure. the up and the down but i would allow the the deficit days if i was feeling if i was in my deficit on my macros but i was feeling more fats than i was allowed that day i would just allow it because i was just i could feel it i knew yeah. i needed it no one craves an avocado unless you really you know what i mean or like yeah. coconut oil no one's like right. oh i gotta have my spoon of coconut oil this right. morning but like in a deficit and your when your body has been and you get stripped. excited for that type totally, of stuff totally yeah like, and the deep the detachment to the food, but more of an attachment to the macro, right? The fat, the carb, and the protein, and how you feel off of those, you know, and the micronutrients and being appreciative of your multivitamins right. and your vitamin D and all that kind of stuff. But that, I mean, that's just a side point of it, kind of off on a tangent. But what what Annie is really and what she chose to do with her contest prep, and now it's a physical change, and she's she's physically changed since I've known her. Her body just continues to improve and change throughout the years since I've known her, and she's going to continue on that journey. But the big thing for her with her mom and her brother, it's a mental awareness and a mental status that she really wanted to take on to challenge herself and push herself and to see if she could could exceed her own expectations and has nothing to do with the stage, but it has everything to do with um, setting a goal and trying to be better than where she is right now and to take that step and be better as, as a person for her, her significant other, yes, the Julian. people in her life, her family, coworkers, everyone. friends, and, and to really cultivate and accumulate what your, your mom and your brother missed out on or don't get to have. Yes. And, and be grateful that I do gratitude and applauding and you're pushing, you know what I mean? Right. You're, you're pushing yourself further and further. Anyone could sit in there. Th Have you hit your 30s yet? Nope. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm so old. Okay. Turning 28 in April. Anyone in their 20s might not be ready yet to appreciate all the things that she's working towards. And then she's applying it to something that she's really excited about and was excited about way before she knew the mental aspects of what she would be gaining. Right? Right. And now you're not only living that life or choosing to adapt it more into your lifestyle. You have a blog running align in alignment with it. You've got an amazing trainer that's going to be helping you along the journey. You're going to be queuing in with me. You're getting your teammates aligned to make sure that this journey is as successful as, yeah. as possible. And everyone's journey is different, right? right. Um, but not always do you know, especially if you're a new person coming to the fitness world, what other people's journeys look like. Right. Or what could your journey look like? Or you've heard of other people's or the complainers or that, you know, or this right. and that. Naysayers. But really with, right, with the fitness world is sure contest prep and we're all talking 15 weeks, 18 weeks, 8 weeks, whatever it may be. But everyone's journey is so different. Yes. And if you can't apply it to be a positive thing in your life during that time, then you're not doing the journey right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then you're not growing. Right. So that is a big thing that I think Annie really has has tapped into um, wherever she ends up on stage. And I've been in last and I've been in first and I've wow. felt both in the same season. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't, I didn't tell you. I'll tell you that one. I'll fill in later. But I did and I needed to feel all of that. And it was hard. It was wow. really hard. I can't even begin to explain it. But 
it was a different kind of hard that I needed to accept and be accepting of to move on to the second. I almost didn't do the second show because of it. Um, but I chose to move forward because that's what I had planned and this is what I do and this is who I am and I don't care. And you know, it only can go up from here. Right. And then you just fix and fix and fix and fix what didn't go right. The first show we fix the second show. But that's a whole different podcast, and I'm sure I talked about them before. But it was my mindset, I would say, that although I needed some repair time after placing how I placed on my first show, um, it was my mindset that was able to lead me to the second show when a lot of people might have said no, or I can't, or I'm scared. But to me, I had already hit my journey or my peak, you know, getting on stage was it, but I had seen my best body the week before, you know, two weeks before. And it was just fulfilling the things I said I was going to do and just showing up that day. You know what I mean? Like I might be a gypsy. I might be a hot mess, but you know what? I'm going to show up that day and I'm going to try to have fun. You know what I mean? And that's what we're going to try to do. And I'll tell you about the journey I had along the way because that's the, that's the hardest right. part. You know, right. we get to wear makeup and lashes and get our <laughs> hair done. We're not the marathoners who right. train, 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 and then their glory day is the hardest. Right. We train, 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 and our hard days are the quiet days behind the scenes. Yes. And our glory day is in front of everyone. You know, so it's a very different mindset compared to a marathon runner, but. Each are hard in their own. Absolutely. And each are mental. All games. of our feet, right. our feats that you need to um, win. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk quick about uh, your blog that you're yeah. working on. Talk about it real quick. Tell us what you're doing with it um, and what you're doing and how you're tapping it into your journey. Actually, I my blog I kind of queued up in my mind right when you were talking about fear. I just wrote a great post on fear and how it can be one of your most powerful emotions and how you can shift fear into such a catalyst of your life. I really enjoyed that one. That one is called, I believe, Fear is Your Most Powerful Emotion. And again, it's bunnyflexfit.com. And my name is Annie Rathman. And my really goal of this blog is to just kind of document my journey, but also be able to post things on there that will help other people. I have a full-time job at Optum and their mission really um, resides in me of helping people live healthier lives. And that's their first part of their mission, but that's a part of the mission that really just, I don't know, I feel like that resides in me and that's part of who I am. So if I can produce something on a blog that could help someone else live a healthier life, Mm I feel like I just, that is something that speaks to me. Yep. And that is just such a passion of mine. So you're just going to try to tap into people through your journey. And I think that's a great thing with fitness in the fitness world is you can do that. People see other people doing it and they get inspired to do it themselves. So inspired to be inspired type of a thing, which I'm very excited for her journey. And we can make sure to have her back on when it's all over. I that, that's yeah. like the best part is like Peace so week. much trans, we should almost have a, a middle one too sure. just to see how you're doing um but to kind of check in and see how the journey is everyone everyone's journey is different and it's all worth the worth the travel I would have to say absolutely so I will make sure to have Annie's information in the podcast post here I know we miss Camille Soul, but I'm sure she is frying something up in her awesome air fryer right <laughs> I now. Get those so bad. Oh my God. And she just finished her cookbook. 
So nice. I will see if up. I can get her to launch it here, but I'm sure we'll do a bigger launch. So I'm just going to talk about the cookbook. She's got 10 to 12 recipes. It's just the start of the awesomeness that she's providing through her air fryer and all the dreams that she has with that. So if you don't own an air fryer, get one. She sells them on Amazon as an affiliate. Uh, get her recipe book. Try it. I was eating French fries on Peak Week. Oh, there you uh, go. I'll take that. <laughs> Let's stay in air fryer. We were doing French fries. You name it, air fryer was making all of it. Wow. So you contest prep doesn't need, need to be a, <laughs> you do need one. I know a good affiliate on Amazon. Great. So thanks for chiming in to Balancing Act with Camille and Anita. Even though Camille is gone, I am grateful for Andy to be here. Thank you so much. And we'll tune in again. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.